from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies, this is Pardes from Jerusalem. I'm Larry Kluger, a Pardes alum. This week, Akev. This week, Rabbi Alex Israel discusses Akev. Rabbi Alex Israel is a member of the Pardes faculty. And now, Rabbi Alex Israel. Thank you, Larry. This week, we're going to open Parshat Akev and discuss an intriguing world of the Ark of the Covenant. We're going to ask a strange question. How many arcs were there? Was there one arc or were there in fact two? And what was contained within the Ark of the Covenant? What was inside it? Now some of you might be a little puzzled by my question. There was one Ark of the Covenant and it held the tablets of stone. But in fact, we will see that this is a matter of debate between two of the great medieval commentators, Rashi and Ramban based on a passage in this week's Parsha. So let's set sail, and we're going to open Parshat Akev in chapter 10 and uh, read a little. Just the background. Chapter 9 of Devarim, chapter 9 in Parshat Akev, is a chapter in which Moshe recounts the events of the golden calf, the golden calf where Moses came down the mountain and smashed the first tablets, And he rebukes the people for that entire event. He talks about how they were in severe trouble and how he prayed for them and managed to uh, prevent God from uh, destroying the nation. And then he talks about the second tablets. Let's read from chapter 10. At that point, God says, Hew out two tablets of stone like the first and come up to the mountain um, and make an ark of wood, a wooden ark, a wooden chest. God continues and says, I'm going to write on these second tablets that you're going to hew the same text that was on the first and you will store them in this box. Moshe then continues and says, I made a wooden box. I hewed out the two stones. I took them up the mountain. God wrote on the tablets the same text, the Ten Commandments, put them onto this these luchot. I came down with the second tablets and put them in the wooden box. One extra piece of background information. The events of the golden calf when the first were, uh, tablets were smashed. And this event, the writing of the second tablets, all took place prior to the episode of the Mishkan, the tabernacle. The tabernacle was constructed um, during the uh, period following the arrival of the second tablets. And in fact, six months after the granting of the second tablets, that's when uh, the Mishkan was actually set up and put into a fully fully functioning state. And this, now let's listen to Rashi, because Rashi's intrigued by this story of the wooden box. And Rashi says, here, at which time the Sof Arba'im Yom Nitratzeli God forgave me after 40 days of prayer. 
But then he continues and says, This wooden box, this wooden chest, this wooden ark, the Aron eats, is not the same Aron, not the same ark, that Betzalel, the craftsman of the Mishkan, the craftsman of the tabernacle made. Because the tabernacle um, hadn't even the, been engaged, nobody had even been discussing making a tabernacle until after the second tablets were given on the first Yom Kippur in the wilderness. Um, he says, because Moshe only received the command of the Mishkan after he descended from the mountain. And Betzalel made the Mishkan first, and after that he made the Ark and all the other vessels. So this, says Rashi, must be a different Ark. Uh, this makes a lot of sense, of course, because the Ark of the Covenant was made out of wood, but the wood was overlaid with gold. Uh, there's no reason to assume that Moshe made the wooden box that he was instructed to make according to the precise dimensions that were prescribed for the tabernacle, for the Mishkan. And therefore Moshe wouldn't have even known to make it the right size. So it seems that Moshe made a wood box. The luchot were kept there and the when the tabernacle was constructed, Betzalel made a different a box which was wood overlaid with gold and uh, that is what Rashi tells us but then what happened to this wood box and here we see Rashi's surprise and Rashi says this wooden ark used to go out with them to war however the ark that Betzalel made would not go out to war except once in the days of Eli, and it was captured and they were punished for it. Rashi seems to be suggesting here that there were in fact two arcs. One ark which remained in the tabernacle, in the Mishkan, and the other one which went out for war. Rashi articulates this further in uh, Bamidbar, where he tells us that indeed there was a, two different arcs, and the Ark which went out for war didn't contain the second tablets, but in fact it contained the broken first tablets. In other words, we have one Ark, which is the Ark of Betzalel. It is wood covered with gold. It sits in the tabernacle and it holds the second tablets, the tablets which are intact. However, there is a second Ark of the Covenant and that contains broken tablets and that goes out to war. Rashi bases this uh, on the Midrash, and we'll come back to the Midrash in a second. But uh, we really see this in the book of Bamidbar, where the aim, the way Bamidbar describes the Mishkan is that it is always at the epicenter of the camp. We're told, for example, that the Jewish people at the beginning of chapter 2 will... Um, in camp, they camp around the tent of meeting. It is always at their epicenter. And even when they travel, it says, When they 
that the tent of meeting is always Betocha Makanot, at the epicenter of the camp. But then, in chapter 10, when they start on their journey to the land of Israel, it says, They went on a three-day journey towards the promised land. And the Ark of the Covenant uh, travelled ahead. It travelled in front of the camp. I don't understand. In chapter 2, you told me that the Ark of the Covenant remained at the epicenter of the camp when they camped, whether they camped that way, whether they journeyed that way. And now we see an Ark ahead of the camp. Rashi says, This was the war Ark. And... In fact, it makes sense that the purpose was war because the very next verse is a very famous verse, which means when the ark traveled, Moshe said, Arise God or advance God. Scatter your enemies. Let your foes flee before you. At this juncture in history, The Israelites are on their way to the land of Israel anticipating military conflict with the nations of Canaan and therefore they are asking God to make them successful in their conquest of the land of Canaan. Rashi claims that the ark which is going before them is not the same ark as that of the Mishkan. It is a special ark for war and it contains the broken tablets whereas the golden ark is still at the centre of the camp containing the second a lot of tablets. The Ramban Nachmanides firmly disagrees with Rashi and um, he says the following. Maybe I'll read the English of the Ramban. The reason for the command, I'm quoting from Nachmanides here in Devarim. The reason for the command, make yourself an ark of wood, a wooden chest, is so you can place the tablets in it when you descend. The ark was made entirely of wood, and there was a cover over it in the manner of all boxes. And the tablets, the second tablets of stone, were there until the Mishkan was constructed, at which time they made a new ark covered in gold, and the covering above it, which was pure gold. There was no need for a box prior to Moses' ascent to receive the first set of tablets, because God knew that they would be smashed. I like that little point. Rashi's approach, says Ramban, regarding two arcs, is an, a Midrashic approach offered by the Midrash Tanchuma. One may ask, says the Ramban, after the tablets were instructed from this wood ark and placed in Basal's golden ark, what became of this wooden ark? And why did it go out with them to war? They say, Rashi and his friends, that the wood ark contained the broken tablets, but this is a minority opinion in the Jerusalem Talmud, and the majority view is that Luchot v'shivrei Luchot munachim ba'aron, the intact tablets and broken tablets were both together in the Ark of the Covenant. Moreover, if Rashi's approach is to be true, says the Ramban, where did the ark sit? through the wilderness years. After all, in this inner sanctum, the Kodesh Kodashim of the tabernacle, there was only a single ark. And Solomon installed only a single ark into the Holy of Holies. 
But, says the Ramban, Moses' wooden ark was buried like all sacred items after they have been used, after Betzalel's golden ark became operational. So here we see the Ramban, Nachmanides. Nachmanides claims that the wood ark was just temporary. It was there to hold the tablets and to look after them until the Mishkan was constructed. But after the Mishkan's construction, the intact um, Luchot were moved into the golden ark of Betzalel. What happened to the wooden ark? He says it was buried in the sand of the wilderness. Sacred items can be buried. It was disposed of with respect. Ah, but for the Rashi, the broken first tablets remain in this wood, wood ark. Where are the broken tablets, according to the Ramban? He claims that actually the intact second tablets and the broken first tablets are both sitting in the Ark of the Covenant, the Golden Ark of the Covenant. So this is a pretty simple um, debate, but it's really fascinating because according to Rashi, there are two Arks, one for the broken, one for the intact, one which remains in the camp, one which goes before the camp, According to Nachmanides, only one ark, which contains both tablets. But I would like to take this discussion to a higher level, a sort of philosophical level, and try and examine what this might mean, both for Rashi and for Ramban. For Rashi, there are two arks. One sits in the centre of the camp, in the place where God rests his presence. It's made of gold, and those are the intact tablets, but the broken tablets sit in a war war chest. What might this be saying? We might say that this expresses the fact that war is an anomaly. War is broken. When we go to war, we take the ark with us to represent God and to represent God's presence. But somehow, God himself is displaced by military conflict, by war. Yes, God will help us in war, but God, so to speak, is unhappy about it. War represents an aberration of the natural state of God being in the centre of the camp. We must never think that war is a way of solving our problems, that God is a God of war, even though that is a phrase which appears in the Shirat Hayam, in the Song of the Sea. But that's exactly the point. God occasionally has to put on his army fatigues and engage in conflict. But that will always be just with a wooden ark, with broken tablets. And we hope that as soon as possible, we will return back to the normal state of being, to the golden ark, to the ark which is in the temple, to a state of and when the ark rested from conflict God was meant to return back to the myriads of Israel in other words maybe a deep statement is being said that war is a state of brokenness is a state of rupture is a state when we cannot manage to be able to get along and we have to engage in a sort of regrettable armed conflict in order to resolve our problems. So that might explain sort of Rashi's imagery of the two arcs. How about the Ramban? The Ramban says that 
ללוחות ושברי לוחות מונחים בארון. And maybe before I get to the explanation I'd like to give, I will just take a side explanation which I'm not sure relates to this particular um, shiur, but I will say that there is an amazing rabbinic statement which says the following. What happens when we have a Torah scholar, when we have a respected rabbi or respected a learned person who unfortunately in old age has reached a point where they are senile, where they're not able to produce Torah knowledge. What happens to learned people and respected people um, when their Torah, so to speak, is no longer intact? And the rabbis say that Shivrei Luchot Munachim Ba'aron They imagine a person in old age who has unfortunately um, lost their their uh, intellect as being a Shivrei Luchot broken tablets which however should still sit in the ark and this is an expression about old age senility but maybe about all type of um, mental illness of some sort that Munachim Ba'aron these people should be treated with the ultimate respect they should be put in the ark of the covenant they should be given a they should not be derided or denigrated they should be looked after they are still since they have suffered from this terrible debilitating disease should still be in a place where they are put with the luchot where they are put with the intact tablets their tablets might be smashed but they really belong with the intact tablets that's their true identity that's who they are and that's just an aside a sort of line from our tradition from our talmud um which i think is very very telling but let's go back to the Ramban, who claims that the golden ark, the ark of the covenant, which sits in the holy of holies of the temple, doesn't only contain the second tablets, which are intact, but contains the fragments, the smashed pieces from the first. What might the Ramban be telling us? What is the Midrashic approach that the Ramban is bringing? Well, I think the Ramban is challenging us on a couple of levels, and here I'm going to refer to the writings of Rav Yuval Sherlo, Rav Yuval Sherlo, one of uh, the Rosh Yeshiva of Yeshiva in Ra'anana, and uh, really a, a wonderful modern reader of Tanakh. And he said the following, We might think that the broken tablets are in some way inferior to the whole tablets. Of course, they're broken, but that's not really the case. When we open up the book of Exodus and they describe the tablets of stone in chapter 31, they talk about how Luchot Elohim Hema. The first tablets were the work of God. And the writing was the writing of God engraved in the tablets. The second tablets, however, are a hybrid. They were hewn by Moses, and God wrote them. There's some way in which the first tablets are more godly than the first. In fact, according to many commentators, this was actually the problem with the first tablets. The first tablets were wholly godly. They represented the pinnacle of divine revelation, and when they entered into the atmosphere of humankind, they smashed because human beings 
are bound to sin. If they weren't going to sin at the golden calf, it would have been another sin. And the first luchot represent, the first tablets which were smashed, represent a degree of perfection, a degree of godliness, which when it enters the human sphere, sometimes cannot, cannot be fathomable, they cannot be livable. And that's exactly why when the second tablets were given, God said, I'm not going to give you the stone. You bring up the stone, I will write on the stone. The basic fabric of the second tablets. The second tablets are given in an atmosphere of the 13 attributes of mercy. God gives the second tablets with full acknowledgement of the sinfulness, of the frailty, of the humanity of Israel, and gives the second tablets nonetheless. Um, so, if you want, the first luchot, the first tablets, are godly. Yes, they were smashed, but they were given in thunder and lightning. The second tablets um, represent a joint human-god pro- project. And here we get to the metaphorical understanding that the tablets and the broken tablets are sitting together in the ark. It's true that we live in a world of the second tablets. We live in a world where God has acknowledged our humanity and therefore we might say that inbuilt into the fir- into the second tablets, the intact tablets, is the fact that we are bound to sin. But the broken first tablets symbolize a certain aspiration. They symbolize a um, goal, maybe an unreachable objective, of a pristine encounter with God of a encounter of a, of a of a world of pure godliness that's what the broken tablets represent they represent the divine itself uh, an aspiration for otherworldliness and along with the understanding that we have that we are but human beings flesh and blood and as we told in adam there is no human being who will do only good and will never sin we always aspire to be in a higher place so along with the second tablets of of stone which are in the ark we also have the broken tablets we remind ourselves that we need to reach higher that we want to push ourselves maybe even beyond uh, the stage of our humanity, to a stage which is as close as possible to the divine, we know we won't quite reach it. But the Ark of the Covenant sitting in that sort of forbidden zone, that inner sanctum, um, represents those goals, objectives and aspirations. So, from a little wooden box, we've uh, come to a wonderful discussion between Rashi and the Ramban, was there one ark or two? Different opinions in the Midrash. Rashi, Rashi suggests two. Ramban suggests one. What's in the ark? Once again, we have a conflict. But we've managed to tease out of these two opinions some very important understandings and insights into our world, into the notion of war as an anomaly, with, as, as not a, a, a way of life, and into the notion of trying to aspire higher to a more perfect, godly existence. Thank you very much. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you, Rabbi Israel. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode of Pardes from Jerusalem.